Good morning and welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Today we have Coach Altabello on the podcast. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. That's awesome. We were talking before the podcast. We have a mutual friend, Mr. West, uh, Mr. Randy West, who's our principal and uh, man, just such a good fellow. It's cool that it's cool to know people that other people know and you have some stories. That's a fun time. Yeah, he, he's he's definitely a good person. Um, he he does things the right way um, and has a wealth of knowledge that a lot of people could could learn from. Um, but knowing knowing him and, and his wife and his family, they're 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 all good people. Um, and, and they're definitely definitely great to be around and talk to. Absolutely. So, Coach, if you don't if you don't mind, please give us a little background, and then we'll go from there. Um, coach Matt Altabello, I'm the assistant principal and head football coach at Moorfield High School uh, in Moorfield, West Virginia. Um, I've now been the assistant principal for oh goodness, uh, three years. So I started mid year during uh, right before COVID hit. Uh, which was fun. Um, it was it was mm-hmm. it was a wild time. Um, but I've also I've been the head football coach. I just finished uh, my sixth year as the head football coach here. That's awesome, coach. And talk about your playing days a little bit. You were a, a star athlete at Marshall, from what I've read. I, I don't know about star. There were a lot of guys that that were around me um, that they were a lot better than me. Um, I was just happy to be a part of the program and happy to to help however I could. Um, and being an offensive lineman, uh, that was that was one of our one of our things. We we didn't we weren't in the limelight. We didn't get talked about. Um, you know, unless it was where we had a holding call or something bad happened, you know, that, that was the time our, our names got announced over the PA. Um, other than that, it was, it was the big time backs, uh, like an Ahmad Bradshaw or a big time tight end, like, um, Lee Smith, um, those guys, uh, Cody Slate who played in the league for a little bit. Um, Doug Ligurski was there that I played with. He and I are, are really good friends, keep in touch. Um, so I was, I was just a piece of the puzzle. Um, but I enjoyed my days there. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for for anything. Uh, the people that I met, the the guys that I was able to be around, um, and most importantly, the education that I got. Uh, that that was that was one of the things of going through and being a walk on for two years. Kind of kind of showed me showed me a, a tough path to begin with. Um, but I think it was one of those things of the the coaches showed us how to persevere, uh, taught us how to persevere, uh, gave us a lot of lessons in that way. Um, our strength coach that we had when our, when our coaches turned over, when we went from Coach Pruitt um, to Coach Snyder, we had a strength coach that came in who's now also an assistant principal um, in Ohio. Uh, oh, wow. he's, yeah, he, he went a different direction. Um, I've talked to him a couple of times, um, gotten some insight from him as far as you know, the background and duties and those types of things. And, um, but our strength coach was, was instrumental, um, in all of that. Uh, And it was as a walk on, we worked out twice a day. Uh, we were, geez. Yeah, it it was, man, it it was tough. Um, but I think that's kind of one of those roads and those paths that you took, um, and knew it was going to be hard. Um, which, which was okay. Um, 
and it was to be honest i my spring of my first year um i was talking to my my father and i said i i don't i don't think i belong here um and you know he he mailed me because it wasn't one of those things of like i had i had the an iphone and we were text or we would call but like mm-hmm. it was it was one of those of it was like iphone two or three at that point i'm aging myself um <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was one of those things like he mailed me you know information packets for some of the um division two schools mm. um but he said he said i'll leave you with this he said he said we've always lived by this he said if you start something you finish something mm. he said so he said i'll support you you know my he said me and your mom will support you and what you want to do in your decision he said but you mm. you've started something and you should mm. be able to finish it so two years go by and, you know, I, I'm sitting in a meeting room during summer. Um, I was sitting, I had just gotten moved to center and mm-hmm. Doug Ligurski was our center at that point. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there like, man, Doug has started every game as since he was a freshman, you know, mm-hmm. he's a scholarship player. I'm like, what am, what am I going to do? And I got called up to the head coach's office. Um, I'm like, gosh, I, I don't know what I did. I said, I don't, I, it's kind of like being called into the principal's office. It's right, like, yeah. um, am I in trouble? Is it a good thing? But I get called up to um, Coach Snyder's office and he sat me down and he said, you know, we want you to understand and, and know that your hard work has, has paid off and we notice what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we want to we award you with a full, full athletic scholarship. Oh, man. And man, it was, it was like, I, I got done. I was like, Oh shoot! I still have practice, so I walk back down to the meeting room, and I'm, right. I'm in cloud nine, and and walk into the meeting room, and all those guys had known already, um, mm. and I walk in, and like it's cheering, it's it's claps, it's hugging, and our offensive line coach, all right, sit back down, we got to go back to meetings. <laughs> right. Like, oh great, dude, it, it, man, it was it was a time of my life, um, but just being able to to work that way for two years. Um, and then to be rewarded with it and also get a great education, mm. I, I couldn't ask for anything better. Mm. Heck yeah. And you know, I was, I was looking at your bio there as you were talking for Marshall. We played opposite teams in 2005 against each other. No. So I was at really? East, Carolina, East Carolina University. Okay. And I was the left tight end on field goal and extra point in 2005 and we played at y'all's place. Uh, so I was I just thought to myself, the world gets smaller every day. That is awesome. Like, that, is, that is that is sick. It's yeah, a small, that, small world. Absolutely it is. And that man, you want to talk about some rivalries between between those two schools. Oh yeah. Man, it was I remember playing them. We went into overtime. Um and we were both number one in the East mm. at that point. And mm. we went into overtime. We ended up losing in overtime, but holy cow, was it a battle up front. Like the the just the sheer athleticism of some of the defensive guys that had mm-hmm. come through there, and it was it was fun. Yeah, I, that was my last year there. I transferred out of there to Liberty University. Uh, Coach Holtz yeah. had a very, I got a lot of respect for Coach Skip Holtz because he told me in the after season meeting that year, he basically said, I don't know if you'll how much you'll play here until maybe like your senior, uh, or even if you'll travel because they were recruiting at a really high level. Right. And he said, but you can go Division One AA and you can probably start right now. 
Yeah, I said, that's about all I need to hear, coach. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? But but you think about that conversation of of just, and even think about now, and I think that's kind of something that we try to do within our program now is have those hard conversations with people. Right. Just, just the sheer honesty of conversations like that. It, it's, it doesn't happen as much as it should. Um, you know, and and it, I just, I, and I've always kind of had the saying of, you know, people pour a lot of cider in people's ears. They just, they just tell them what they want to hear. Um, and it's like, I guess it comes back to like the gladiator movie where I heard that quote. You know, and it's just, it's one of those things of just being able to have that conversation um, and being able to tell someone, hey, here's here's what we're thinking, here's thought process. But Mm -hmm. in the long run, I'm sure it worked out for you. You know, Mm -hmm. you made a good good decision for yourself. Yeah. And and that's, and just to be able to have someone to be able to guide you and push you that way, that's awesome. Yeah. Just tell me the truth, man. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, tell me the truth. And uh, and at in our roles now, I mean, you can still be kind, but just give people, give them the real, as the kids would say. Real. Just, just, just give it real. to them. Give it to them straight, no chaser. That's right. And that okay. And people, what I've found, and I'm sure you found the same thing, is people respond to that because you're not giving them fluff. You're not giving them cider in the ears. It's hey. This is what's going on. This is what's about to happen. Here's where it is. And I'm sure right. in your role as a assistant principal, head football coach, I'm sure you you deal with that a lot. You're having to tell right. people sometimes things they don't want to hear. <laughs> right. And and you know, you know and, and sometimes it, it catches some of them off guard. Um, but I think again, in the long run, that's it's what they need to hear. It it it's mm-hmm. the truth. Um, it's mm-hmm. not something that you look at as you take it for granted because at some point, and this is where I, I tell some of our younger guys and each year through our program, like there are guys that come back that are now in the workforce or now in the military or still in college. And it's like, coach, we, we appreciate what you and the other coaches have done, especially they'll go back to specific conversations that we had. Mm-hmm. And that's, it, outside of football, it wasn't even really about playing. It wasn't about the X's and O's. It wasn't about the time on the field. It was a genuine conversation that myself or one of our coaches had with them. And, and that, that's the stuff that, that goes along a long ways for them and helps them more than, than football ever will. Absolutely. And coach, I got to ask, what is one plus one equals three? on your board back there. So, so that I actually just cleaned that board up. Um, that's, that's our, we put our sayings up there for each year, each year we have a saying, um, or a motto. Um, so looking at it, like our, our first year, you know, was good to great. Our second year Mm -hmm. was ADN. So I kind of shortened it. It was for a cap done next, you know, that, that play right there, be done with it, move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when COVID hit, I had already had this thing um, brought up in, on our T-shirts already. It was, it was now, um, and it was no opportunity wasted. Mm-hmm. And, that, like that. and if that wasn't proven to be true that year, um, mm-hmm. you never knew when you were going to have an opportunity to play. You didn't know when you were going to have an opportunity to practice, mm-hmm. uh, to be around guys. 
So it was that proved pretty worthy. The next one was create the wave CTW um, mm-hmm. instead of you know somebody riding a wave or riding mm-hmm. a coattail with somebody else. We wanted to be the ones to create it. One um, percent was our next one. Um, that was just give that one percent more that effort right. piece. Um, and this year was was different. Um, and we kind of we play around with those, but that one plus one equals three is is those those small things can mm-hmm. add up to a, a, mm-hmm. a bigger thing or a mm-hmm. bigger picture. Mm-hmm. So it's the, the one rep that you would do in a weight room. It's that one rep that you're focused on during practice. You know, those, then you do another rep um, of that same thing and you perfect it at that point. Mm-hmm. And then now that leads to a big picture of mm-hmm. you're, what you're doing is right and you're working on yourself is going to end up helping the bigger picture of the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Absolutely. Yeah. That's somebody told me that a long time ago. And I thought, man, that's, that's the kind of team that we strive to have, you know, a team that, man, how are they doing that? And they don't have, you know, the superstar or whatever. And I think that's what we're all kind of trying to do, especially in North central West yeah. Virginia. We're trying to take what we have and, make it as good as it can possibly be yeah. Yeah, in a team aspect. Yeah. And, and I don't know about you. I, I've kind of, I know, I know the time has changed and, and it's not necessarily the player has changed, but I think the world around the player has changed. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. 100%. And, and, and I, and I feel like there's always something that can be done. Um, there's always something better that can be done, but I, I'm finding now that, we're, we're kind of having to hopefully, and we're hopefully doing it the right way of coaching and teaching mm-hmm. a mindset more than what we are mm-hmm. the actual game of football, or we're teaching, we're teaching a mindset within a person within school mm-hmm. to be able to make sure that no matter, excuse me, no matter what's going on at home, that's mm-hmm. difficult or bad or not going the right way that we can teach that mindset to be able to persevere, to be able to push through, to be able to be successful and to be able to also understand, and I have been successful now replicate that. Mm-hmm. How can you replicate that success over and over to become a, a better person? Absolutely. So coach, I got to ask your former O-lineman head coach, what's your flavor of offense for football? What's your, what's your, what's your deal? It, so it's been different over the years. Um, when I first started coaching, I, I've, I first started coaching in Eastern Kentucky. Um, I started coaching with, with coach Luke Sammons, who's the head football coach at Cabell Midland high school right oh, now. I, I know Mr. Sammons very. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, um, I actually finished playing at Marshall and he was the head football coach at a high school in Eastern Kentucky. Um, Jimmy Skinner, who's a, a darn good quarterbacks coach. Um, he's at Frederick Douglass High School now in Kentucky. Um, that he was, he played at Marshall with us. So we were wing T. Um, we we are actually, and I always tell Coach Sammons this. It was, you know, because he brought me on, uh, being a little selfish. They were 0 and 11 the year before I got there, and then we went 12 and 1. Um, we had, the, we had the biggest turnaround in Kentucky it. State history. Um, and I tell him, I said, yeah, if you wouldn't have brought me on, who knows what would happen. 
Absolutely. Even though it had nothing to do with me, it had right, everything. Right. It had everything to do with the players of buying into his system and um, buying into his into the, the vision that he had for the program. Um, mm-hmm. Those guys just worked extremely hard. But we were wing T, um, and then when we came to Cabell Midland, we were wing T still. And then I actually went down to South Carolina, and I coached there for three years at a high school. Who is actually they're playing in the state championship today as we're recording this. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. So um, they were of I formation, uh, pro I. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and now once we've come back here, we, we spread it out a little bit because we had some athletes. We were able to do it. But now we're back to our wing T base. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just as an offensive line guy, you know, as well as I do, we, we want to run the football. Oh, of course. Yeah. And that's, that's going to be, that's going to be first and foremost. We want to run the football. Um, but we also, as I've been on the other side of the football too. Um, and I think that's a huge key uh, as far as my progression went as a coach. Um, when I got to South Carolina, I've been coaching the offensive line the whole time I was coaching, but when I got to South Carolina, I coached the offensive line for one year and then I switched over to defensive line. Um, and it just gave me a, a, a kind of a new sense of being able to see both sides of the football. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we use the run and want to use the run to be able to open up other aspects of the offense, to be able right. to attack the things that a defense is going to do to us. Mm-hmm. But I think having that knowledge of the other side of the football kind of puts me in a position to say, here's what they're doing on the back end. Here's a route combination that we can use or here's a play action pass that we can use to be able to throw the football a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you call offensive plays. So I actually, I actually got, got, uh, baptized into being an offensive coordinator this year. Um, nice. so this was going to be, so what I've done mm-hmm. previously here, I was a defensive coordinator. I got you. Um, okay. so I ran the defense. So this was actually going to be the first year we brought um, one of our guys that had helped us, who's actually the principal at our elementary school and our head baseball coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd helped us on Friday nights, and he would be here. He's also the, the golf coach up until this point. Mm-hmm. He came in, and I asked him to be the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So I was going to kind of be able to step back and kind of see big picture as a, as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right before – the season, uh, our offensive coordinator came to me, said, Hey, my wife is pregnant and baby is due first week of football season. Oh, wow. Like, All right, man, let's, let's do it. So, um, and it was one of those of, he was out a little bit, um, for those. So I kind of took play calling over, um, with his help. I, I didn't want to take anything away from him. Um, so we would, we would game plan. We would look at things together. Um, he was here on, on Friday nights when he could. Um, so it was, it was one of those of, I got the, uh, the privilege of calling the offensive place. And man, I tell you what, it's completely different than calling a defense on a Friday mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And it, but it was, it was fun. I, I enjoyed getting back to the offensive side of it and the X's and O's and the game planning, um, and, getting the input of, of players, um, of, Hey, what do you, I'd ask him at lunchtime when I'm out there doing lunch duty. All right. First play of the game. 
What do you want it to be? Mm-hmm. And they would they would they would come up and say, Hey coach, I think this is gonna work from watching film. This this is gonna be good. Um so I enjoyed it from that aspect. Um now I don't know about the stress aspect of it. I don't know how much I enjoyed that. <laughs> right. Um but it, it it proved worthy. Um it was good. Um so I actually got to do that and hopefully this year we can get back to kind of our, our normal normal way of life within the, the coaching realm. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a huddle request. Look, look at some film from last yeah, year. I, I love asking guys for film. Yeah, I'll, listen, I'll share anything. And I was listening to uh, Coach Sanborn, um, the the podcast you had on Monday, and I was like, and he was talking about the wing tee and how you're gonna get try to get your guys together. I was like, I want to jump in on that team's call. Um, Let me add you to it. I, then. I, yeah, absolutely. Because I was I was watching some of the stuff that he had done, and man, it is just phenomenal. It's beautiful. He added me to their huddle. I mean, what a like I, I'm on their huddle. I'm downloading film from them, uploading our huddle. You know, just doing, yeah, doing that kind of thing. Because that's his coaches, man. We just that, share. And you, yeah, and you and you have to, and that and that's the one way. And I think that we go to clinics, we do some of the clinics, but it's it's so hard to take some things that are talked about at a clinic and try to bring them back. You can always try to, to get them to fit what you want to do, but you know, as well as I do, it's about the players that you have, the people that you have in the program. If it's not something that you can, you know, sell out to, um, it's going to be hard to add. Um, But that's where, you know, we'll talk to just coaches. We'll just talk to them, just send them an email or send them a text. Um, you know, there's been multiple times I've sent Coach Thomas at Musselman High School, just sent him a text, hey, what, what are you doing with this? How are you doing this? Or, you know, Coach Skinner, who I talked about, um, who's at Frederick Douglass, and he shared a whole bunch of stuff um, with us. Or I'll even reach out to uh, Kevin Board, Coach Board. And mm-hmm. during COVID, like during COVID, and he's now in Ohio as a head coach. During COVID, we would go back and forth. He'd send me a formation. He said, okay, how are you lining up to this? Mm. And then he'd draw, he'd draw a play to beat it. And I'm like, I never thought about that. And mm. then we would just go back and forth. And it's just, you learn so much more from that than mm. being able to go into a clinic. Now, networking at, at a clinic is, is big. And you can sit mm. down with coaches and do it that way. But being able to just talk to other coaches is, is a big deal. It's one of the reasons I started doing this was, hey, I don't want to I get tired of paying for all the clinic stuff. Let me just talk to the person. And then when you get to know them, you get you usually get their cell number. And then, hey, we send this over huddle and you get more of the deep dive than the hour clinic presentation. Right. You know what I mean? You get the details and the if thens. Mm-hmm. OK, if this isn't working. I go to this. How do you install it? How do you teach it? Yeah, I think it's this is yeah. the way for me. I like to do it. Yeah. yeah. And and that was, I've, I'm still friends with one of the guys I coached with in South Carolina, who's playing in state championship. Um, he coaches, he was coaching the Alpha linebackers when I was there. Um, and he played at coastal Carolina, but they, when they had a head coaching turnover, um, the defensive coordinator from Dutch Fork high school, which is a, a mm-hmm. who's they're actually playing, um, unbelievable program um so that was coach pelham he came over to be the the head coach and they were running the three four like we were running you know when i was calling defense and i said do you think you know coach pelham would would share anything with me 
and within 30 minutes I had all kinds of film in my in in huddle and it was just it was great to be able to show our kids and take that huddle film and show our kids what somebody else on our same level is doing at a high level Mm -hmm. some of those things I mean he talked about you know calls and how, how he did things, where he brought pressure from, and why he brought pressure that way. And it was just good to be able to have that at your disposal to be able to pull up and say, hey, let's let's look at this. Let's see how somebody else is doing it and lining up to the same formation that we may see on a Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's – coaching football is so fun because most of us are very open to sharing and to help each other. And I don't know there's new professions like that. <laughs> but we're we're here to help we're just here to help each yeah. other most and, and it's one of those of you, you kind of you look at the other professions and it's like oh man those are those are trade secrets like we can't we can't tell you what we're going to do or we can't tell you what we what we have done because we don't want to try to give you an advantage um to where as far as coaching football or within this profession I will help you however we can. If there's something that you can use or something that we can give as far as insights and you want it, have at it. Um, because in the long run, it's for the development of high school players, but it's also in the development of young people and being able to help them and give them a great experience that they deserve. Absolutely. So, Coach, what's your what's your motto for this next year? You got it yet? What, what's um, I don't. Um It'll normally come around January, February, um, and it, it's it kind of comes from talking from players. But honestly, um, a lot of times uh, my wife gets involved with it. Um, oh, cool. She, yeah, she she is she's good with that side of the that side of the the game um, to where she kind of um, she sees it from a different aspect than than, than I do. Um, you know, she sits in the stands and. And, you know, sees things that happen. Um, and she notices a lot more things that, that I would on a Friday night. Um, but she's heavily involved in that type of thing. Um, and so she'll start throwing things out. Hey, I think this is what you need to do. Hey, I think this is what you need to do. This is your saying for next year. And she knows a lot more about the players. She'll ask me questions about players. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know the answer. And she says, well, isn't it kind of your job to know that answer? Oh, and I'm man. like, it, it, but she's all in. And, I, that's, and, that, awesome. and that's one of those things. It, it's, it's like it, as much as, as, and this is what makes it so great. And having someone like her, she understands the time commitment. She understands the aspect of developing young people. Mm-hmm. And from her side of it, she's a, she's a special ed teacher, but she oh, is okay. like, she could be a behavior specialist mm. when it comes to it. And so she looks and notices those things and, and she asks questions that, that I should be asking. She's you need to, you need to ask these questions and you need to find these things out. You need to know what their interests are. And, and, you know, a lot of the time she tells me things that I don't want to hear. And, mm. you know, it goes back to what we talked about before of having that hard conversation and, um, but having her and, and her side and her, her viewpoint of it really, really helps um, for her in that outside aspect. Man, Coach, that's awesome. Coach, thank you for coming on and doing this, man. And we, we got Absolutely. a lot to say. It's busy and all that stuff. But you're a, you, we were up early, and you're like, hey, man, let's do this. I said, all right, that's we all can right. do that. 
Yeah, and that's and that's one of those things. I normally come in. We have uh, we have some guys who we have uh, our athletes. Um, a lot of our athletes, male and female, um, that have fourth block weightlifting class or strength conditioning. I think right now we have ninety five in our oh. class. Um, so some of them that go to our career and technical center, um, who aren't here in the afternoon, they come in at 7am and they lift. And I'm oh, normally wow. here at about, about 6 45, I'll get my lift in too. And, and they'll okay. come in and they'll, they'll get their lift in. So, but it was, it's one of those, of I appreciate the opportunity. It's always good to talk to you. Um, yeah. and hopefully we can, we can get together and we can talk football and get into the X's and O's. Absolutely. I will send you that calendar invite and I'll, I'll uh, send you some tape I have on, on my huddle and we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Awesome. coach. Yeah, coach. I appreciate that.